Hey guys, Nate with Yakin Live coming at you all with episode four. Today we got a special guest. It's going to be Mr. Ethan Nolan with Far Rock Outdoors. Ethan, how's it going, man? What's going on, fellas? Hey, this is Country Earl, and you're listening to Yakking Live with the Clay Kayak Crew. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Let's go. Before we get into the episode, let's take a moment to recognize today's sponsors, D.H. Baits. D.H. Baits specializes in a variety of spinners and jigs. If you want a bait that will actually catch a fish, check out D.H. Baits on Facebook. MMA Fishing. MMA fishing rods are proudly made in the USA and offer both spinning and casting rod models. If you're looking for some awesome rods to fight the bite, check them out. Also, be sure to insert clay kite fishing in the pro staff section when checking out to further support our channel. Thin Blue Tight Lines. Thin Blue Tight Lines is a fishing apparel brand dedicated to law enforcement. They have some really cool gear, and most importantly, they support America and first responders. Be sure to check them out. Last but not least, Going North Headed South Wholesale. Going North Headed South is located in Corbin, Kentucky, and they are known for giving the best deals this side of the Mississippi. If you're looking to buy something, don't pay retail. Going North Headed South has you covered. You can check out our sponsors by clicking their links in the description of this episode. Again, we would like to thank each of them for making this episode possible. That being said, let's get back to it. Yeah, so uh, like I said, Ethan's uh, he's a guy I've been following for quite a while, uh, Far Rock Outdoors, which is kind of in the area of where I'm from. Uh, I've been following for quite a while. And uh, yeah, man, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, um, first and foremost, I do appreciate being on here. You boys have uh, laid the red carpet out for me. and Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I love that you guys are doing this. Um, I love seeing anybody kind of get involved in um, especially social media stuff, just kind of painting a positive picture about what you boys is doing. And it kind of shows people there's a cleaner way of having fun out there. And, uh, that's something I'm pretty passionate about myself. But a little bit about me, I grew up down there around Clay County, um, Southeast Kentucky. Um, I don't know what you boys want to know about me. <laughs> That's a broad question. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and I think I think the first question that you, we should ask everyone is, what started your obsession with the outdoors? I mean, like you said, I know you're a local boy. I mean, southeastern Kentucky, like I said in our first podcast, you know, growing up in this region of Kentucky, I think there's there's very few limited things that you can do as far as I would say in a legal aspect. So, I mean, like outdoors, hunting, fishing. I mean, what's your, uh, what started your obsession with it? So, I mean, I grew up on a small, small farm there, um, on Jack's branch. I mean, everybody kind of knows that if you're from the area, farm but, boy. uh, really just got it from my dad. And that's just kind of how my family is where, where everybody in my family kind of does outdoor stuff. Um, but that's something me and my dad have always, that's kind of our tradition. Um, that's how me and my dad's bonded mostly uh throughout my whole life and he taught me everything i know pretty much and um that's what started it for me you know mainly just him taking like taking me youth hunting or we had a small pond there he used to take me fishing when he get off work i still remember uh gosh i mean he 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 worked until it was almost dark and uh we he he still find time to put me on a four-wheeler and take me over and let me catch bluegill and let me catch catfish and bass and um I know you boys is a big fishing outfit and stuff, but I'm I grew up pond fishing, boys. That was kind of what I did. 
Uh, that's that's kind of the best sometimes. Yes, I love, it is. I love <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. A lot, a lot of. Great. Uh, here's a true story here. Uh, I, our our trailer was so close to one of our ponds that we had, for some reason or another, my mom bought one of those old school bells. Like they put a rope on it. She's like ding the bell at us like it's like the 1800s or something. <laughs> and she it would get like kind of edge of dark. And I remember just like yesterday, she'd be ringing that bell, telling us to get home. But. Um, yeah, I can still hear that. That's uh, that's crazy that it, it meant that much to me. And here I'm getting old, but I still remember as a kid, like just, just standing around the pond, my dad not saying nothing, just yeah, it dead quiet and listening to us catching fish. And that, that those are some of the best times of my whole life. That's awesome, man. Cool, man. So, Firehawk Outdoors has come a long way. Uh, I'm pretty sure about everybody, especially in Kentucky, knows about it. Um, so I guess the question is what started the legendary Fire Rock Outdoors? <laughs> legendary. legendary. Well, I'll tell you what, before we get started here, I'm going to have to give me a big, big hog of, uh, America's best. Can you believe that? Yeah, you change the name from, yeah, America, yeah. from Red Man to America's best. You get what you want to get right there. <laughs> Let's go. I'm for it. Uh, we won't get too political in here, but, uh, America, uh, uh, Red Man's been around about as long as this country's been around. So for them to go change the name. That's a shame. That's you want to get political, dude? Get political. We don't care. Dude, we'll, we'll talk about anything in this podcast. You want to talk about the weather? We'll talk about it. It's been a little crazy. I'm not even. I like it. If you want to talk about, well, I have a lot to live up to. I mean, I know Mr. Dustin Holt was in in the, in the house here, and I've been watching you boys. I like I, li- I like the podcast. This is a. I don't have a whole lot of experience with podcasting, but I got a whole lot of experience around my mouth. So here we are. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> But uh, what started Fall Rock Outdoors? That's a that's a good question. Uh, it wasn't nothing too special. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's like I remember early on on social media when Twitter was just starting, and I mean that this was before Instagram and everything. I mean, shoot, MySpace. I know that me and my buddies, especially someone like Matt Dobbs, you know, he me and him's hunted forever together and we've always had a cell phone on us i remember using them uh blackberries remember blackberries yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you boy you boys too young to remember flip phone right? boys cory nixon's another we got a many of videos of me and cory but like when we was in like seventh grade like off a flip phone you know yeah <laughs> but uh i don't know i went a long time without social media I, I had it early on i did the twitter thing and i you know i'd always get a nurse Pretty much, I was young, just acting stupid, mainly. But uh, we'd we'd always post pictures of curs we kill, or you know, whatever. And it was just what we was doing at the time. You know, we we go hunting and kill a big fat doe out of the food plot. I was going to tell you about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I always enjoyed that because I don't know, I like hanging out with people. And 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 I also seen back then there wasn't a whole lot of stuff online about hunting and stuff. It was just mainly articles and magazines and right, yeah, websites. You know, wasn't like social media is now. But fast forward a couple of years, I think it's been Farrock's been out two years now. Yeah, and uh, I remember starting it, and it wasn't no rhyme or reason to it. I was just kind of talking to my group of boys. I was like, I didn't even have social media at the time. I was like, I think I'm gonna start Farrock out. Like, it, I, I'm gonna start a way for me to document what we're doing and, and you know it's easier for me to just take pictures of something and just dump it on there mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know because we're in group chat stuff we're always talking back and forth but i just thought it'd be cool to share with people i don't know don't know rhyme or reason to it i just wanted to make one i seen them online i was like hey, that looks fun 
That's pretty cool, man. So pretty much you just got to uh, make like, I mean, fast forward two years later, I mean, it's opened up a lot of, um, you know, avenues for me to get closer with the outdoor industry. Uh, yeah. We're not an old big channel by no means, but we've met some pretty cool people and uh, I just have a fun time just kind of, I don't know, doing what I like doing on it. And Yeah. We've had a malfunction with the rods here. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. So, pretty much it's just a group of buddies, you know, that got together and said, hey, let's just make some cool videos, cool like pictures. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that's the same way. Yeah, that's what it is, man. It's the same I, way we started. That's what it's about. It's about fellowship, brotherhood. I Camaraderie. Mean, it, it's a thing, man. I mean. Yeah. Well, it became a hobby inside of a hobby for me. Like, yeah. I already like doing outdoor stuff, but then you kind of – like social media is also a hobby so when you kind of mix those together you create what i like to call just a small community of like-minded people that uh you know there's a lot of people that that'll message me and ask questions and stuff like and i just respond back just kind of like what you did when you asked me to do the podcast i was like i ain't nobody i don't know nothing <laughs> I don't act like i'm a professional or nothing but i'll give you my opinion you know right so ethan like Y'all do, like, a lot of cool stuff. Do you got any, like, cool projects planned or any cool ideas for the future planned? Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, man, like, when I first started, I, it was a different time period in my life to where I had a whole lot of free time, uh, a lot more free time than I got now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I don't have anybody else doing the social media except me. And then I got the boys in Fire Rock Outdoors that kind of, send me pictures and mainly it, it ain't like they just send it and go hey post this season they're like they, we just talked about it we just send it in a group chat and hey look this crazy coyote i seen or hey look this buck I, i'm i'm chasing right hey what are y'all doing this time let's get together and do this but um i don't know i mean as far as cool projects go i, I would like to kind of get back into selling a little bit of hats and just some shirts and stuff because like it's crazy man i came out with them hats and they sold so quick and uh yeah those boys now that just still wearing them and like the patches are falling off you know like <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know it's just it's it's pretty cool experience um i don't really i don't do obviously don't do it for the money i just uh i, I would like to get back into selling a little bit of gear um gear that you can use though i don't necessarily care about t-shirt sales and just hat sales like i'm more interested in you know coming out with a like a performance hoodie or something like that right, keep the wind right. off of you when you're fishing you know or like a everybody, rain jacket or something you can use everybody loves cool swag yeah, yeah man. um one thing one thing that set me apart um as far as uh really wanting to follow you guys ethan is knowing your all's uh connection with mossy oak i know mossy oak i mean to me mossy oak was that was that brand that, you know, you could always... You grew up with. You grew yeah, up with. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mossy Oak hats, Mossy Oak shirts. Yeah. So uh, what uh, what got you connected with Mossy Oak? It was just random. Uh, like I said, when we started the page, I was already wearing Mossy Oak, kind of piggyback what you're saying. It was always readily available. Uh, I grew up... I, I still got some old hand-me-downs from my dad from the 90s, that shadow, you know, shadow uh, bottom land and just the old school patterns that's still relevant today. Uh, it was just a, I don't know, it's every Walmart, you know, Mossy Oak's always sold at Walmart. They ain't overpriced. Yeah. It's good. It's durable gear. Good stuff. You can use that camo anywhere and everywhere. And it's just something I've, I, when I was growing up, they wouldn't know brands. It was Mossy Oak. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. 
mean, how I got started with them was, I mean, was through through social media. I mean, just tagging social media, uh, hitting them at Mossy Oak, and just I don't know. I guess they just took a liking what we was doing, and had some folks kind of reach out. And we talked right. online a couple times, and then uh, you know, it, it came to where I kind of got to know some of the folks that actually worked with Mossy Oak. Yeah, and then yeah. it was just a straight up conversation like we're having, like, hey, I already love doing this. I'm already wearing Mossy Oak. So is there any opportunity for me to to have a, you know, some type of role with you guys? And it was something I did pursue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But cool. that's how it went about. I mean, yeah. So so it's just it's just basically uh, something you grew up with and, and it turned into obviously what it is now, you know, being a being a part of Mossy Oak. And, and, you know, like, like Jared said, you know, it's something that you grew up with. You know, everyone wore Mossy Oak. You know, there wasn't no uh, – and, and in my opinion, which I'm, I'm, I'm 21 years old, uh, so I'm not – I guess you could say seasoned. Uh, there wasn't no Sitka. There wasn't you're no – wi- you still wet behind the ears, boy. They, yeah. They've got <laughs> there, everything there and everything now, but, but yeah, you're there, right. I mean, it, back in the day, it, there was only two or three brands out there, and Mossy Oak was just – one that was always readily available um, for me, and I know if you've got it in the in the 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 regular Walmart down in Clay County, then it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Dude, they make some cool uh, performance fishing gear too. Like, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. It's, it's yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they man, they uh, a lot of folks think it's just you know the East Coast brand, the 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 bottomlands. I mean, they're they're out in Mississippi heavily. You know, that's where their headquarters is. Right. But I mean, they uh, people think it's just an East Coast thing, but really, Mossy's got numerous patterns that you can wear out west. You can fish with it. You can. They got like lifestyle gear that ain't camouflage. I mean, it, it's really nice stuff. It's yeah. on par with any other brand you're going to wear. And uh, for me, it was easy. It's no brainer. Like once I kind of got my foot in the door, like everything I wear is Mossy Oak now because I love it. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. I mean, it's good, you know. Like the I fishing stuff has some really cool vents, like on the back of the shirts. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't even sweat with that stuff on. Oh yeah, yeah. And a lot of people don't know that you know Masio. They, you know, when they think of Masio, they think of hunting. They got great, like he said, lifestyle stuff, fishing yeah. stuff, anything. I mean, Masio's a good brand, great brand. Super. I mean, it's it's uh, it's they're good people too. That's another. And, and we'll move on away from Mossy Oak. I, I, I swear this ain't about Mossy Oak or nothing. Just, oh, no. Just, no, no. Well, <laughs> but, uh, you're just talking about yeah, Obviously, uh, they, uh, they, they're they a good culture of people. I mean, I've met the owner. I'm a nobody. And I've talked with the owner like we're talking right now. Uh, I mean, they're they're down-to-earth people. Uh, I, you know, they're, they all actually walk the walk. I mean, those boys are out hunting and putting their gear through it. And when you see them in person, I mean, they'll – when you're setting up a, an exhibit or a booth, I mean, those guys will actually be there like with box cutters, opening up boxes, throwing you shirts, being like, hey, man, hand me that hanger, you know? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ethan, kind of getting off hunting a little bit, how much fishing stuff do you all do? Do you all, you know? I do, I do it anytime I can. I ain't got a boat. <laughs> I got a kayak, you know. Yeah, neither does Nate. Uh, neither does Nate. He don't have a kayak either. It's on his wish list, so. <laughs> I love fishing first and foremost. Now I ain't know I know a whole lot more about like chasing turkey and, and killing deer and stuff, but I mean I like fishing. I I'm interested in. I mean I've watched obviously I'm a big YouTube guy. Uh, yeah, I yeah. watched 
I watch kayak fishing just as much as I do bow hunting, public land whitetails. I mean, I, yeah. I love it. And, um, I, I love YouTube for all like the smaller guys and the smaller channels. Cause they're putting out awesome content. You don't have to be a mossy oak or a, you know, name your big, big brand guy here. Like there's a lot of folks like us that's doing killer stuff and they're doing it to where you ain't got to spend thousands of dollars. You can go take your kayak down to beach Creek and catch you a bass or catch you a muskie and have a good time. You know, exactly. <laughs> And it's you be, you, you can become a professional by just watching people do stuff. If you don't know what you're doing or you don't have an idea, like just type it on YouTube. Thaw fishing, thaw bass fishing, spring fishing. Yeah. I, don't know. I think it's what bait like works our, here. Our big thing, like you know, like like we said before, like fishing is kind of a dying art, and you know we're not pros by any means. No. But I think it's cool just to kind of teach these young kids and stuff, the younger generation, just some cool stuff that fishing is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. It's something cool to get you out of the house too. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I agree most definitely. What's uh, what's one of your best fishing experiences, Ethan? What's one of your excluding a pond? I mean, I I've got killer stories of like I was I've reeled in blue grills and twenty inch bass came up on the bank and like oh, a blue grill when I was a kid and you thought I caught a, a whale. I mean, I was freaking out, you know. And um, I like to I like to do a lot of ocean fishing too. Uh, it's probably my best fishing experience of my entire life was down in Destin. We was on family vacation and I took a, a charter and it costed me, I think it was like four or 500 bucks. I mean, that's a splurge, right? But it was something I saved up for. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let the professionals take me out and I want to catch me some shark or I want to catch me some cobia, whatever I can catch. I just want to catch something big. Yeah. Right? Let's yeah. Go. So they took us out there it was like six miles off coast. I had my wife with me. I mean, we hadn't ever caught nothing, just bass and stuff. And we started reeling in. I caught a couple of fish, and I I hooked up to about a about a two hundred pound bull shark. And oh my gosh, oh my <laughs> it yes. took me thirty minutes uh, to reel that thing in. I was I was wiped out. That was that was the end of my day. I can tell you, man. Thirty minutes. I'm I'm built like a potato anyway. I'm not very <laughs> shaped like I used to be. Yeah. And uh, goodness gracious, I pulled that thing in and. I, shit's um, incredible just feeling the strength of those fish pulling yeah heck yeah I, I give credit to ocean fishermen man i mean i mean i went out to uh i think it was longboat keys is i went i went down there in florida and uh my my mother had a, a friend that had a father that fished and he, he took me out on his boat it's like five in the morning we went out you know six seven miles out in the ocean i thought this was stupid it was five in the morning and uh <laughs> I give so much credit to, to people that fish out there like daily. I mean, you can hook into a small little fish and, and you feel like you're fighting for your life. I know, it's crazy. And like the thing is, the weight, so like you might catch a, I don't know, like a five pound fish in the ocean and it's like 30 inches long. Yeah, <laughs> you <know>? yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you hook into, a, I hooked into a grouper, a, a 40 pound grouper. And <laughs> dude, it was like, it, it, which which is a baby, first off, which That's is a baby, baby, a grouper. Yeah, it's forty pound fish, son. Then, dude, <laughs> I would have thought that's like catching a that's like catching a mid sized dog. You know, it was awful, man. I I thought it was gonna be a fun experience, but it's not. I mean, you're sitting there and, and it in the heat's beaming down on you, and you're literally just like, <gasps> and it's awful. I finally got it in after like an I'd say about like Ethan, like you know, thirty forty five minutes, and you would have thought. I mean, I about cried. I, I was emotional. Hang on, hang on a minute. How'd you go? How'd you do it now? 
Uh, uh. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was rough, man. But about that time, I said, "You know what? I'll stick." You to know, the I kind of like that sound. That's a yeah. that's, that's, that's <laughs> a new drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick to the bluegill. I'll stick to to the musky. I mean, well, I, you I'm, know, the thing about like ocean fish is, dude, like eighty percent of those ocean fish are like apex predators. Oh yeah, you know, like it's right. not like you know fishing for bass. Like those fish are killers yeah you know? it's like it ain't like you can put your your thumb on it and just like hold it yeah. like that i mean like these things got teeth they got teeth <laughs> fish out there's got teeth you know it's crazy yeah. Yeah. unless it's like a sheep head then they got like human teeth you ever yeah. seen those right no, they look like no. they look like bubba or something they got these crazy like, looking front look, teeth look them up look them up sometime i need to cool. do my research they're weird <clears throat> huh well yeah so, they're, so they, they're crazy they, they got some wild looking teeth looks like you're putting in them bubba teeth <laughs> So, uh, so I know we was talking about fishing, Ethan, and uh, like 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 we said, we want to make this, you know, a fishing. We want to make it an outdoors uh, type thing. Um, what is your? Uh, do you do any out of state hunting? Rarely. Again, I mean, I stay pretty busy with work, just like anybody else. And yeah. I mean, now my wife and I have a nine month old baby girl, and um, traveling's tough. And and some and it's it's tough going out of state, man. You really gotta want it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. as far as something that me and I, I mean, we got some guys that do some stuff in Far Rock that'll that'll travel here and there. But uh, somewhere that I can readily available, like that's even a saying, readily available. What I don't know. <laughs> that's good. That's cool. That's fine with me. That's, man. We got you. We I'm got happy. you. But anyway, going up Ohio, we go up Ohio and hunt. Uh, we got some land up there to try to kill some turkey and kill some deer on um the furthest i've ever traveled for any kind of hunting period was me and my dad went to victoria texas people ask me why in the world you go that far like well what? i had never been to texas for one and i just want you know i grew up thinking you know texas hog hunt that's kind of the thing right like that's yeah. something yeah kind of a bucket list thing for me and we went out to victoria texas it was in the middle of nowhere Boys, it's so far south that the Dairy Queens down there sell burritos, okay? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it, I, I'm not, that's not a joke. I mean, you yeah. can go through, you ain't got a flame burger, flamethrower burger, or, you know, your chicken basket. They're they're selling you burritos and, like, refried beans instead yeah. of gravy. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, I need and uh, we went down there pig hunting for a couple days, and it was, like, it was dog cheap. I mean, to travel all the way out there, I think you can kill as many as you want for, like, two or 300 bucks. Yeah, and yeah. Um, we hunted, you know, free range hogs. I mean, you can do the the high fence if you want to. Like, we chose not to. I ain't hating on it. Whatever people want to do, but uh, we we chose to chase the free range ones, and they're skittish. Here's what's something. I mean, going into pig hunting, just briefly, like like social media and everything will will tell you that hog hunting is easy. Like, you just show up. There's videos of people just going from you know twenty yards away with a bow daylight yeah that's just not the case i i, I don't know if their hogs are, are tranquilized or something or they're just in an area they're so overpopulated they're just not afraid people just go down victoria texas son they act like a bunch of coyotes and they're smart a hog is smart and uh i shot one i, I shot one with a night i had a 308 with a a night vision scope on it and uh i shot it about 90 yards in the dark son uh over a feeder and um, 
<laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, these these hogs are crazy. I mean, that we were chasing them on foot. Me and me and my dad, of all people, like we was. You should see my old man out there. I mean, he was on his on his stomach crawling. You thought you thought we was out there like, I don't know, seek one or someone, you know, out there like getting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we was, Heck yeah. The thing about a hog too is like, a hog's actually kind of dangerous. Oh yeah. yeah. They're they're a very yeah, dangerous. They're tusk on them and they're, you don't need to take them lightly when you're hunting. Yeah. They can't see very good, but they smell. I mean, obviously they they can smell you just like any other animal you're going to chase after. But yeah. I don't know. The ones we hunted was so real skittish. I mean, bad skittish. And it took me about three shots to get it down. So the one I killed was about 150 pounds. And I mean, Lord have mercy. It was, I, I it was a crazy experience for sure. Wow. So like we've been talking about hog hunting and I think this is pretty cool. Like you can actually like book a helicopter flight and shoot hogs from a helicopter in Texas. Oh my God. What do you think about that, Ethan? Is that not like cool? All for it. I mean, helicopters kind of freak me out. I don't know. I, I feel like they're just ready to just like crash at any moment. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I would so, do it. Put so a gun I in my little. I, shoot some hogs, I would. I looked on the old Google machine here and there's this company called Hella Bacon. Hella Bacon. Hella Bacon. Okay. And you and it's a it's a program that does uh, hog depredation, and so that's just you know taking out some of the hog population. And the highest program that they got, get this, is fifty four ninety five. So five thousand four hundred ninety five dollars. Is that it? Yeah, and <laughs> oh. you, and you can go kill a hog <laughs> from a helicopter. So Man, that's, a, I mean, that's pretty wild. Yeah, sure. Cool. Kill a bunch of hogs. And I think when you're going out and flying and shooting them, they don't retrieve them. I think you just go out and lay a hurting on them. And get yeah. this, machine gun is optional. So there's there's a machine gun option here. <laughs> does it does it does it say what caliber or does it say machine gun? Uh just says full auto, full auto machine full gun. Full auto with night vision. I guess every shot. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like that's some serious stuff. Like that's some Creedence Clearwater Revival type music stuff you need to be playing. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Dream wow. on. Well, so 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 besides the the hunting aspect, I know I know Ethan's Ethan's been uh, talking a lot about it. Is there any questions you got for us, Ethan? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I know you boys is in the kayak fishing stuff, so you can go into a little bit of detail, like you know what kayaks you like using, what baits you like using. Okay. That's that's a fair question. So I, I'll let Jared start out with that one because Jared's, Jared's the one that's been doing it the longest, obviously. He's the most seasoned. <laughs> well, I've used a lot of kayaks, you know, mm-hmm. I have. But I recently bought one of the Bonafide SS-127s, and I love that thing. Like, I probably won't go to anything else for a very long time. That's all you've talked about. Dude, the thing tracks well. Mm-hmm. You know, which is, you know, it paddles in a straight line. Yeah. Uh, it's got insane stability. Like, I can stand on it, cast fish, catch a fish, fight a fish. Yep. And honestly, if I wasn't 246 pounds, I could probably do a front flip on it and it not flip over. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, nah, it's it's just a great boat and it paddles well and it fishes well. Right. Like, the fishability of it is very good. Right. Yeah. Okay, so the Bonafide SS-127 is what yep. you rock. Brennan, what are you going with? 
Well, right now, and this, I mean, it's the only one I've ever had is Perception Outlaw. Uh, I like them pretty good. good. I'm not knocking them on fide. No, good boat. I'm sure they're really, really great boats, but I went with the Perception. That was my first kayak. Uh, I've always, I mean, it's it's done me good, so I mean. Which I'm not sure, but my thing with anything is like, I like buying stuff that's made in the United States of America. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing that brought me on to the Bonafide. It's it's proudly made in the United yeah, States. Right. I don't know where Perception's made. I mean, I, I'm sure. It's I'm probably, not sure either. I'm probably sure it's it's probably made in America too, but I'm not sure. We'd have to look that up. Yeah. And I would ask Nate what kind of kayak he has, but, you know, he has one on his wish list. It's also the Bonafide SS-127. So, so, so here's the thing. Um, my first kayak I got was a bad experience. It was, and, I, and I'm not going to say what brand it is because maybe some people on here will be like, oh, well, I got that and it's perfectly fine. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I watched YouTube and I watched a lot of YouTube anglers and they had the, you know, the expensive, the Bonafides, the, the Hobies or whatever they call yeah. it. And I, I was, I got this cheaper kayak and I was like, dude, what is this? Like, I can't even stand up on this. And, and it, and it kind of rent, rent with the kayak thing until Jared one day was like, hey, you want to go to a Canoe, Kentucky with me? I'm going to go get a Bonafide SS-127. And we ended up getting it, brung it back, and I test drove it, I guess you could say. And <laughs> I was like, holy crap, like this yeah. is what I need. It's a completely different experience. <laughs> it, it's out of, it's out of body experience honestly it, yeah. it, it was it was it was a nice kayak very nice and if i will ethan be personally ethan comes down i'll let him take it for a ride ethan you're welcome anytime if you want to try it out you can yep. a lot of people will be like yeah let's let's get into it boys just holler at me but like i'll for real schedule something with y'all and love to come fish and float whatever you want to do get after time bro we'll, uh, get some gopros and film some stuff and have a good time oh yeah I definitely can. man so, uh, what kind of do you have a kayak, Ethan? I do, I do, okay. and uh, like I kind of mentioned earlier, I, I don't have a boat. I, I I went back and forth on trying to buy one and looking up what I use, but I just can't really justify having the, all the free time to use. They're overrated, man. Bass boats are overrated. At this kind of moment in my life, I'm kind of just kicking that can down the road a little bit. But I yeah. did go out and buy me a kayak. Uh, bought it off Facebook Marketplace from an older guy. Hey, that's fine. I mean, I just like you boys. I was like, all right, if I ain't going to do that, then I'm going to get a kayak. I can get out on the water. It's good exercise, you know, whatever your uh, your idea of kayak fishing is. But, uh, dude, it's awesome. Uh, I went I, – I bought uh, – it's a native watercraft. Uh, it's a Slayer. One of the I Titans. Is it the, is it the Titan pedal drive? It ain't the Titan. It's the Slayer. It's the one smaller than that. It's like 10, 10 and a half feet. It's pedal drive. It's the smallest pedal drive they got. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, dude, I, I bought that and I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I bought that and took it out. Uh, I love it, man. You can stand up kind of like what Jared's saying. You can stand up in things. You can do anything you want. And something I like with kayak fishing is like a lot of these boys on boats, they'll, they'll fly around the lake going 80 mile an hour and they'll, they hit their spots, right? You go to different lakes, you hit your spot. Cause you know, you're catching fish at your spot and your right. kayak stuff it forces you to learn the lake it forces you it to does. slow down slow down the yeah. and really learn every little thing about the lake or river you're on that's a good way to put it well i mean the thing about a kayak is you don't have all this fancy equipment like you don't have navionics or gps or nothing yeah. like that and so you actually have to fish the old school way yeah which i've recently installed a fish finder on mine just to help you know with 
water temperature and things Enhance, like that. Yeah. You know, just yeah. enhance the experience. But it's still it's an old school way to fish. Like you got to actually find the fish on your own. Yeah, and and I never thought of it the way Ethan did, but yeah, you're right, man. I mean, you know, like like my father, he he's trying to purchase a bass boat, and man, he shows me the pictures of some of these bass boats and the price, and I'm like, Dude. you know, my at the most, if you want to, a thousand dollars, like would get you a great kayak, you know, yep, and even less, will. you know, I'm not saying you know a five hundred dollar one. So Ethan, I know we've we've talked a lot about uh. Obviously, you've gave a lot of intel on, you know, with your bluegill fishing whenever your father uh, would come home from work, you know, hog hunting. So, question I'm going to ask is, what is your most memorable fishing or hunting experience? Or both. Or both. Or both. Yeah, talk about both. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, this one's easy for me. It's just a couple years ago, my dad had been applying for the elk draw for 19 years straight. None of us ever got it. he, uh, we got the bull, you know, we got a bull tag and uh, for Kentucky, and we were like, we literally did win the lottery. I mean, we was pumped up, and uh, we didn't know how to elk hunt. Period. Never, never been after them, nothing. And uh, September came, and that's when they're rutting. And I remember Dad going out. And he's like, I just don't hear them. And so we started talking to people, and they, a lot of people reached out. Uh, we live in an area of elk, so that, that's yeah. good. People. Uh, don't have tags all the time, but they have them on their farms all the time. And we just had a lot of nice folks kind of reach out, go, you know, hey, we'll put you on them. They're here every December. I was like, all right, <laughs> you know, December. <laughs> right. So it's kind of a tough pill to swallow when you got a bull tag that you waited for 20 years on pretty much. And uh, you got to wait and you got to miss the rut. And uh, here we are and it gets December and I mean, I wasn't expecting much at all. And just like what everybody's saying, I mean, I got started getting phone calls because they're a, a migratory animal. They they migrate around. And they made yeah. their their uh, transition back into the area, just like what they were saying in December, mid December. And uh, we got started getting calls, and it was like, "Hey, man, hey, the herd's back. The herd's back." It's like, "All right." So I remember taking off work. Dad was going in there. We were just glassing. We were just going to different farms and trying to find one. You know, trying to get eyes on them. And sure enough. Um, it wasn't very hard. It was right off the road. I mean, it was yeah. like any kind of real hunting elk experience. Like a lot of folks would travel and chase all these elks thousands of miles up in the wilderness, you know, and it wasn't just like, it wasn't like that for us, but still nonetheless, we, we had a great experience and we were able to glass the one that we wanted, uh, put a hunt on them and it took us a couple of days, but um, we got it done. But I, I, I still remember, um, dad was using a crossbow and uh it came out about 30 yards broadside and i stopped it and dad made a a shot on it and it hit pretty low uh i, I was filming it with my cell phone that's before i had any filming gear so here i am cell phone warrior shaking like a leaf in a <laughs> and uh, i kept replaying it back i'm like gosh man i don't know if you hit it or not you know and it ran out in the field and it was eaten and it was like with 30 other elk i mean it acted fine i was like man you know it's okay you know there's more we can kill us a cow we're gonna get some meat don't worry and i remember leaving that night it was the lowest of lows i mean i was dad's depressed i ended up i was living in lexington this time so i ended up going back home to lexington and uh thinking well you know we'll get after another one we'll give them a couple days to chill out and i'll go back down there we'll 
we'll get one. We'll have a good time. And uh, dad went out there the next day and ended up finding that elk. And it was like going from the lowest of lows to the highest of high. He called me and he's at <laughs> screaming every breath. And I immediately got up. I was working in Louisville at the time. And I immediately got up went and just left. I just I took off the rest of the day. And I drove from Louisville all the way down Clay County. And we had us a big camaraderie of folks come help us uh, celebrate that elk. And, yeah, I remember that. Uh, There'll never be another experience like that, just from the waiting forever. And you couldn't have happened to a better person. I mean, I, if I'm ever half the man that my dad ever is, then I'll be winning life. He, he's, there is no better person for me uh, on, on planet Earth. I feel the same way about my dad. That's yeah. my dad. I think we all feel that way. Yeah. Very memorable. Very, very memorable. And um, it was awesome, man. Just a lot of folks reached out. And um, gosh, it was just, it was a really fun time. It was a fun time. And that's what you know, hunting, fishing is probably like a top five moment, like in my whole life, right up there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get married, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kill an elk. Yeah. I mean, to kind of go back into fishing, I mean, catching that bull shark was awesome. But um, besides the, the ocean fishing and the pond fishing, I mean, I've had a lot of great times just uh, going out on a john boat like on Lake Cumberland of all lakes, a big giant lake. And me and my woman, we, we first got married. We didn't have a whole lot of money. I mean, we were both in school. And I remember we didn't even, um, we rented a John boat. That was like a big thing for us. Just going and renting a John boat and going out with worms and, and just, and real worms and just dropping them, catching bass. And my woman out fishing me every time. I mean, looking back on those times, um, uh, with her, that was a, that's always been a good experience with me. Just spending time with friends and family. Yeah. That's cool, man. I'll tell you something that'd be cool would be some turtle gigging. Like, that'd be kind of cool. Catch some turtles yeah. in the swamp. So. I'd love to do that. Frogs, too. <laughs> yeah. Frogs. Yep. I'm down for anything. Nate. I'm down for anything. Take Nate snipe, snipe hunting. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> well, Ethan, man, we appreciate it. Is there anything you want to add, you know, for, apart from what we've asked you? No, man, uh, it's a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, y'all just keep doing what you're doing, man. I mean, a lot of folks start these and, they, you know, they, they want the sponsorships and they want the free and they, they uh, you get, you know, social media has a way of telling people they ain't good enough and don't don't ever get like that. I remember when I first started mine, it was, I had five followers. One of them was my mom and I just enjoyed doing what I'm doing. Yep. I did what I want to do, didn't care about no one else and, here I am two years later and I still have a great time with it. And I don't, we don't try to be anything we're not. We just document what we're doing, have fun and, and make friends. And, you know, that's, that's what Fire Rock Outdoors is all about. Just having a good time. Again, uh, having a clean way of, of uh, entertainment. You don't, you don't have to be doing anything but going out and enjoying, you know, God's green earth. That's what it's about. Exactly. That's kind yeah. of, that's kind of my philosophy as well. That's, that's how I've been from the get go. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ethan, we appreciate it, man. Uh, like you know, like we said earlier, and like you said, uh, we'll try to go on a fishing trip, catch some fish, have a good time, make some videos. Cool, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to it for real. When it warms up, let's get out. Heck yeah! Well, we appreciate it, as we always say, guys. Keep on yakking. Tune in next time for Yakking Live. It's available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and more. Wherever you go to find your favorite podcast, play kayak fishing, like their Facebook page, and stay updated on what's happening. And as always, they say, keep on yakking.